0: Did anyone do anything weird to their hair in ISO or was that just me? Just you. Cool. <laughs> I thought now's the time. Nope. I didn't want to cut bangs because I thought that's risky. A lot of people
1: did though. Exactly. It yeah, was a
0: big thing. But I know myself. I'm like, don't do that. Try and go blonde instead <laughs> and do it yourself. You did? I did like a couple of foils. She did highlights. I did highlights. What uh, happened to them? They, they gone like literally the next hours I, like, I have to die. Yeah. About. They only had 24 oh. hours. Oh, <laughs> I went to the shops with like a hat on cause it looked so disgusting.
2: <laughs> and you saw someone. I saw
0: <laughs> our um, accounts lady from work and she didn't recognize me cause of my hat. <laughs> I was like, it's me. She's like, Oh. <laughs> yeah. Cause you never wear hats. No. <laughs> cause your like, head's so big. Thank you. <laughs> Are you laughing because you have the same problem, or are you wow. laughing at my head? No,
1: my head's tiny. Oh. It's your hair that's big. It's your hair,
0: sorry. <laughs> yeah, so shots
1: head over that side. Yeah. You no, told me it was
0: big. It is because my brain. It's holding my whole brain. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Good problem to have. Mm.
1: You're listening to Behind the Clipboard. Event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social
2: circle, and beyond. We're giving you the Insider Toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town.
1: Produced by Known Associates Events,
0: it's time to go backstage with your hosts, Tamara Cook, Crystal Thane and Melissa Howie. It's been a long time coming, guys, but we are back. We're back. Woohoo! I've forgotten how to talk. We've Mm. forgotten how to interact. We've forgotten how to use any of the buttons in the studio. And (laughs) we're rusty, so bear with us. We forgot how to Instagram. (laughs) I totally (laughs) forgot how to do a story. Like, literally, five minutes before we came in, we're like, oh, we'll do some posts. What button do you press to get on your story? Mm. Took me a minute. Took us longer than a minute. Um, So, we're back out of ISO, kind of. Um, It's the
1: first time we've actually been in the same room together in (laughs) what, three months?
0: And this is the Mm, almost one of the first few times I've been with more than like one other person in my personal space. So consider (laughs) yourselves lucky.
1: You're freaking out. Well, we're nicely socially distanced. We actually are socially distanced. Mm
2: So it wasn't introverts heaven, though, have to say. Yeah. Now we're busy again. It feels like it came back so fast. Yeah. From an events point of view, obviously, I'm happy about that. But I liked slowing down, going back to basics. I liked not wearing pants every day. Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I have a love affair with my yoga pants. Yeah. In fact, I dragged out some old ones that had holes in them and stuff and they came into the
2: uh, rotation oh, as well. Yeah. Excellent. Well, who cares if you got holes because no one else is watching your workout? No, air conditioning. It's great. You don't need to check if they're squat proof. Not, not for working out. Just, oh, for, just for lounging. This <laughs> is <laughs> Every day wear,
1: sometimes night wear, sometimes night into day wear. That's true. I have met you.
0: <laughs> Running errands wear.
1: What? Yeah, Where? what errands? Well,
0: you run out of food. You have to go to the grocery store, obviously. No, no, that was Troy's job.
2: Oh, well, I don't have a Troy in my house. Yeah, it's me all either. me. Mm. So aside Sorry. from lounging in loungewear all the time, what did you guys do in ISO?
0: Well, I actually wrote a list because I just did so much. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I took up running like every other loser. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sprained your ankle. I process. sprained my ankle,
0: I think, week. So I downloaded the um, Couch to 5K app and I thought, you know what, let's stave off obesity. The gyms are closed. What am I going to do? There's a park next to my house and I just started running around it in circles. I
1: love that app. That app is actually really effective.
0: Do you know what? It is because it starts you with a one-minute run and then a one-minute walk and that sounds very like basic, but now I'm up to like 30 minutes without stopping.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's really it's clever. Good. So mm-hmm. you know? I was actually uh, – that went through my head the other day that I should start doing that again and then I went nah. you got no time now. So I'm not one <laughs> of the losers that started running, but I did walk until I had – groin pain. (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: how much walking I was doing. If you could see the look I just gave Tam, there's no word for it. I was like, how do you get groin pain from running? How (laughs) are you running? From walking. walking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just walked a lot. Okay, I I walked holes in shoes.
0: Did you guys find that you got like restless if you're in the house all day?
1: Yes, because I was stuck with a husband and two (sighs) children. Mm. So walking was my...
0: Escape. Zen.
2: Yeah, I was like, ah, just going for another walk, for yeah. an hour or two. <laughs> what did you do, Mel? Well, with all the time in my hands, no events on, I've actually been helping my dad out on the farm as a stable hand. Okay. So I didn't get restless because I tell you that man works you to the bone. He likes to get value for his dollar.
0: <laughs> One day it was raining, and I thought, surely she's got the day off. No, no. raincoat.
2: No, yep. my cowy out fencing for three hours in the rain. Mm. It's great fun. Back to the farm. I know. and But I did enjoy actually going back to basics, spending a lot of time with the family. My brother flew over from Melbourne because our restrictions were less here. Mm-hmm. He's spewing. He just went back and now they're tightening them up it's again. It's not going well over there, <laughs> is it? And, of course, I ate and drank way too much.
1: Oh, i quote tried every single gin there is to try. <laughs> Honestly, one night I got Troy to line up a whole lot of glasses. We had seven different glasses because I had seven <laughs>
2: different bottles of gin and do a blind tasting for me. Wow. That was my excitement for the night. And out of interest, was your favourite the one that you thought it was when you knew the brand and the price?
1: Almost. Mm. It was number two. Okay, that's Yeah, impressive. but I did get it wrong. Yeah. So, Yeah. Shout out to Jin Ma.
0: I found a real ebb and flow with my like my mood and what, what, what I was doing with my time. So I went through a weird spiral of like drinking, which is very unlike me. That is unlike you. So I'd be drinking um that pink gin in a can. <laughs> Classic. And then watching Contagion and being like, Yep. <laughs> this is living, Barry. <laughs> We're all gonna die. <laughs> contagion was legit
1: like a doco. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think I was like, oh, I'm in this episode of Black Mirror slash contagion.
2: Yeah. My PT looked at me a few weeks ago as I walked into the gym and I quote, his exact words were, damn girl, I so got you good. (laughs) why you (laughs) punch him in his face? I should have. CJ, if you're listening, I owe you (laughs) a punch in the face.
1: Oh no. Do you know what else I did? I read. I read like there was no tomorrow. I did
0: that too, just to avoid watching so much TV. Mm. Yeah.
1: I loved it though. I had a stack of about seven or eight books on the side of my bed and I've just Systematically, well, actually, not systematically. I read them all at the same time, same. so I just read a little bit of this one, a little bit of this one. But yeah, I've actually closed some, which has been
0: What's your very, like, do you have a genre that you stick to with books, or are you just
1: well, I actually got into Irish crime drama?
0: I'm listening in a
1: big way, and oh, I found out some amazing news the other day. So I got into this um writer named Dervla McTiernan. Oh, yeah, I know Dervla.
0: Do you? you? I mean, know, the name written, rings a small bell. Personally. <laughs>
1: well, she's written The Ruin and yes. The Scholar. yeah, And yes, yeah, so I was telling one of my friends the other day, um, Cara Little, actually, you know Cara, mm. and she was saying, I was saying, oh, I'm loving this writer. I've just divulged three of her books already. I'm onto the fourth. She goes, oh, she's one of my school mums.
0: No. I said,
1: get out. And she goes, yeah, she lives in Perth and she's one of my school mums. Because she writes from Ireland and it's all very, very Irish. So, I just figured she lives somewhere. And then I turned to the back of my book and went, oh, Dervla lives in Western Australia with her family. Wow. And, yeah, so I'm like fangirling hard. I said, I'm coming to pick up your kids. I'm coming to school pick up tomorrow. So, there'll um, be a restraining order against yeah. you soon. <laughs> Probably. Dervla, if you're listening, I'm <laughs> coming one for fans you. coming for you. <laughs> She's so talented. And, and they are making The Scholar into a Hollywood movie. Apparently, it's going to star Colin Farrell. Oh, and she and we are claiming her now. She's a Perth girl. You have
0: ticked every box for me for a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Colin Farrell, Irish background. That's it.
2: Yeah. So I found that very exciting. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. So reflecting mm-hmm. back at the start of COVID, what were you guys working on? Were you mid-event? Like, were, were you part of any events that you were personally affected by when everything got shut down?
0: So the event that I work on. It was meant to be from the 23rd of March to the 28th. And basically the state went into, they declared a state of emergency on the 15th. So we were in this process in the weeks leading up to that state of emergency, like basically, what do we do? What can we do? What should we do? And it's all very uncharted territory because it's never happened before. There's no guidebook you can go to like what to do in case there's a pandemic.
2: (laughs) And everything changed so fast. Yeah. I was supposed to also go on the the road for that event. And uh, for weeks I thought, yeah, it'll still happen. But every single day there was a new dramatic restriction. And the thing was because this whole thing started
0: quite late last year, but even then it was still a bit of like a drop in the ocean, like, oh, it's, Like, whatever.
1: It was so much... Bird flu. over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's all over there. It's happening to them. It's not here. It's not affecting us.
0: And then it started to creep towards Mm. Australia and WA and we were like, I think it's still okay. Mm. And then we just sort of started, I think, probably about a month out from the event. Um, We keep in really close contact with our suppliers and the schools we visit and... They obviously taking their cues from Education Department and Department of Health, and up until probably a week before the event, they were most of them were still happy for us to come and visit.
2: And I think because this event goes through country Western Australia, yeah. the country towns seem to be a lot more relaxed about it as well. I think they were still longer than us in that. Um, opinion of it's over there like yeah, yeah we're going to be a bit protected in the regions and then it, when they started shutting down regions that was yeah
1: also in Perth it's all kind of the sun was shining it was hot it was su- it like summer weather I remember that yeah everyone's at the beach and if you weren't watching the news there was absolutely no way to tell there was something coming or mm-hmm. there was a big change in our because it's not like lives. the sky goes black and you're like oh yeah. no
0: like yeah. ominous thunder.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah but like, you feel like that's what should have been happening for yeah. the impact of what actually yeah. came.
2: But the event you're talking about, I also work on and it has a very extensive risk management plan. Yes. However, funnily enough, global pandemic was not in there. It's
0: funny, um, I wrote some notes about this because
2: coincidentally, we'd updated
0: the risk management plan the year before la- uh, last year, I think. Mm, last year because there was some heat risks that we hadn't taken into account again because it had never happened before. It was one of those 45-degree forecast five days in a row kind of deals. Mm -hmm. So we thought, right, you know, a learning moment. Let's go back to the start, go through the risk management plan with a fine-tooth comb, get it in line with Australian standards, get like an external consultant to give it a tick that it's in line with all the regulations and rules. Past all that, we put a lot of work into it. The one thing that wasn't in there
2: <laughs> was global pandemic. Oh, However, course. force majeure was. And yes. I think it does come under force majeure.
0: And that's a, like a lot of things like terrorism, which again in Australia is quite a low risk category because mm. we're not a target, especially in Perth. We, yeah. We're we not listed as a target. But they do say now for like a Sydney Olympics, I'm sure
2: they would have had a very robust terrorism kind of thing. Yeah. And we did add all of that in when we reviewed it. Yeah. And force majeure, I think, force as well. it was like
0: the coverall, like Act of God, yeah. tsunami, comet, whatever. Yeah, Aside from I feel bushfires, like it, though, at a, a pretty low risk in Perth. Because we had that at the same time. Like, was it about f- January, Feb? February. Yeah. <laughs> January, bushfires, Feb. Yeah. I'm not laughing about the bushfires, know, but yeah. that was one thing we were starting to think about. Like, what if there's a bushfire in the region we're going through and there's only one road in, one road out? Yeah. And yeah, there was just a lot to think about in the months leading up to the event.
1: And that was not one of them. Uh,
0: No, because there was just so much other stuff that could go wrong, with Mm -hmm. as with any event, but we were looking at nature.
1: And how did it go with the actual
0: shutdown process? Did you go, okay, we're thinking about it, we're thinking about it, we're thinking about it? So there were a lot of, um, I guess, we call them sort of extraordinary meetings between sort of the committee and our executive team at where I work. Um, so, it's just long conversations um, and then sort of consulting with Department of Health. We were lucky enough to have stakeholders who had a line in directly. So, we sort of took their lead on what they were doing. But as Mel said, it was changing every day. Like there was a day with, oh, it's actually going to be fine. Maybe we just need to reduce how many people are going.
2: Next day, state of emergency pretty much. Yeah. and it, But it was a progression because – There's a number of events and briefings leading up to this event and I remember on the weekend we had a briefing for that event and there was amongst the group that were going on the event, there was no indication that they thought it was even a possibility that the event would be cancelled. And I think
0: it's the same kind of mentality. as Unless it's specifically happening to you or someone you know, you're like, it's
2: fine. Yeah
0: and then t- literally 2 days later yeah. we yeah. called it yeah we called it so they um the event leaves from Perth on the 22nd of March which is a Monday we cancelled it officially on the 16th of March which is a week ahead yeah um and obviously we had the support of nearly everyone from the very beginning there were a few people that were a bit miffed but then as the situation evolved they actually came around and said you know i'm so sorry for what i said out of anger kind of like disappointment about not the, the event not going ahead mm. but they realised it was the right decision because the worst scenario, well, there's a few worst case scenarios, which is Monday we're in the car park at City Beach, events off, everyone go home, or we're down south somewhere with no hospital and we start having outbreaks within, because there's still about 45 of us travelling with each group. yeah, And it's our um, participants are in that high risk category. Uh, they travel a lot for work, so they're on and off planes. Mm. They're you know in that 45 plus age range they were taking a lot of boxes for risk
2: mm. and the other biggest risk was us spreading exactly. any potential virus to remote regions which didn't have access to hospitals yeah and if things were heading the way they f- looked like they were heading with you know respirators being saved for yeah. they were going to the country hospitals were going to be left to fend for themselves and so. we didn't want to be in a situation where it just got kind of worse behind us as
0: we were going south or coming back up to Perth and we were stuck in a very small town. Leaving a trail of destruction behind us. Exactly. Aside from just the PR issue it's just not very responsible.
2: Yeah. And it's very selfish. And actually things changed so fast by the time the event was due to start they had closer regions. Yeah exactly. So it it would never have gone ahead but When we actually made the decision to cancel, it wasn't 100% support. Yeah, so
0: when we called it, I guess it was, in inverted commas, early or premature to cancel an event of that size. But there's just so many things to take into account. We ran a few scenarios of what if we still do the actual riding through the regions, but we don't visit the schools. But then it turns into, is there much point to the event? Yeah. Because I fully understand from participants, they've fundraised, they've trained for six months. They put in so much like blood, sweat and tears. They want sort of the payoff at the end. But then it was starting to turn into they can do the ride but no school visits. Then it turned into they can do the ride, no school visits, no welcome home ceremony mm. because I think that Which was – something they cherish. Of yeah, course. Something. They cross the finish line. Their family's waiting for them. It's really emotional. Even I, my stone-cold heart, cries every year. <laughs> <laughs> Literally.
1: Yeah, such an interesting time. For our business, we, um, we had a similar thing with that – sort of everything happened within a week Mm -hmm. for your event. Our business shut down in a week and it was – I still get a bit choked up thinking about it because it was 13 years of work and we were just closed. Our doors closed. Um, We heard about it. We heard we would maybe have to pair things back on a Monday. By Friday, all our staff had no jobs Mm -hmm. and the business – doors closed. It was just devastating.
2: Um, it decimated the events industry. Yeah, absolutely. It really
1: did. And I don't think people really thought a lot about the events industry because we're not a very good collective industry. We don't have a lot of industry cohesion because mm. we're so vast. We cover so many different um, events from, you know, from sporting arenas to small um, weddings. conferences and weddings. Yeah. And yeah, the, it's just... It's a, and, and the show, when you think about it, the Perth Royal Show and all the showmen and all the things that go into that, it's just, it's a huge industry. And we don't really have a, a one industry body that would speak like they do for the travel industry, yeah. which was the other one that was really affected early. Yeah. And I think we were one of those industries that it, it hit us and it hit us really hard. Like one day we're open, next day we're closed.
2: And really early, the earliest industry, except for travel.
1: Yes, and then hospitality came yep. in, and that's when you saw it saw it on the media. And I was like, kind of watching things on the media. And my phone started ringing with friends that I had in that worked in restaurants saying, well, this is ridiculous," and I was, and we should just shut down for two weeks and then reopen, and everything will be fine. And I was just
2: thinking, yeah, You're mate, already sitting at home. <laughs> I've already
1: been through that grief a week and a half ago. I'm sitting here absolutely dumbstruck, thinking, how did I let go of all of my staff overnight? with something that I couldn't control and I couldn't see. And yeah, it was just... It was the
0: uncertainty that I think freaked a lot of us out was, you know, I I can understand having to stand down for a few weeks, but it's just there was never for a long time any specific end date to this.
1: Well, at the time that we closed our doors, ScoMo was saying six months. Mm. And I was just thinking, okay, like just running the figures, it just didn't make sense. There's no way that we were going to come back in six months. That was the reality. I was just thinking everything I had ever worked for has just ended and there's a very high chance that our doors won't reopen. But they have.
0: Yay.
2: (laughs) Do you think going out of this experience, the events industry is going to band together more to have an industry focus? Like the hospitality industry has... You know, peak bodies that are really vocal. Mm, I think yeah. that's what we need to like take Australian Out of Hotels this. Association, yeah. yeah,
1: and they handled it really well with coming up with the um, COVID safety, health and safety check to give to people going back into a hospital. They had to pass that, and then they could reopen. And yeah, I think definitely. Well, I hope so. I mean, we've got Events Industry Australia, um, and I went to one of their meetings in that week that we were closing down. Um, but yeah, it was it was. It was a bit of a scramble. It was a bit of a scramble. They did what they could and they mm. did get a bit of press. But uh, I, I don't know if it was enough to be listened to quickly. Although, you know, who knows? Because then JobKeeper came along and that really saved us. That's what kept us
2: afloat, thank goodness. I only just saw an article, like, it must have been this week, probably Monday or Tuesday, in Business News about the events industry and the businesses that were still doing it tough. That everyone's like, oh, thank God we're all back to work. But. Yes. Concert organisers, big events companies just can't do anything.
1: All the audiovisual,
2: the roadies, there's just so many little moving parts to it. So my point is it took them three months to think of the events industry Mm. in that coverage. And that afternoon is when McGowan announced we're moving to the next phase, which will allow those companies to get back underway, which is great. Um, I think that's one of the things we started to campaign for, um,
1: we as an industry and individuals in the industry started to put – posts up I know I did just saying we can't we're not like a restaurant we can't um do takeaway or well we can't just be told we're reopening on Saturday and then produce an event yes. we need three months to do a, a major event or we need at least three weeks to do a smaller corporate event so we needed that um pre-planning and just forewarnings the for roadmap w- as the government calls it I was avoiding using that <laughs> word we love a roadmap we've got <laughs> one at work as a well. roadmap. <laughs> Yeah, but that's exactly what we needed. And, yeah, um, you know, Mark McGowan, I'm just so in love with that man. I I was about to say say it, but I I thought, is it
0: it weird if I'm like, Mike, I think if you're listening, he's me. gained Everyone. a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's
2: crushing her. <hard. laughs> he's
0: very handsome, and he's like in charge. You
2: know what really gets me is when he cracks up laughing. In I know. It's like the mullet thing the other day. Oh my goodness! Oh. The kebab guy as well. Yeah, the and the kebab, kebab guy stopping for a kebab while he went running. He's nationally
1: famous. I yeah, internationally yeah. famous <laughs> after the
2: kebab <laughs> thing. I've seen a few TikTok videos with him in them. So mm-hmm. good. I think he's he did the best job he could and still is, and I think. Even with the border opening, he's getting a lot of pressure, but he can't give a definite date because things are changing even now over East still. yeah.
0: And it's times like these where you see politicians earn their keep. Yes, he definitely. Because I would not want that job. (laughs)
1: Yeah. For us as an industry though, he's um, really given us that leeway so that we can now plan all these things. And even if we're doing events up to September, when maybe those borders will open, but it might be a bit later, um, yeah, we can just get back to some sort of sense of normality in our little WA bubble. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mark. Love you. So, shall we
2: chat about. Sorry, I was just saying what hi, phases Mark. We are in. <laughs> While you handle your love life over here, I'm just going to keep going. Okay, yeah, just do that. <laughs> so, we are currently, as we record, in phase three, um, which basically is still, we're down to two square meters, but you can't stand up and have a drink at a pub, which is driving means. Can I tell you a story about my experience on the weekend? Please do. Um, so, I went to the pub with some mates on a saturday night
0: um they didn't take bookings so that that's a bit of an interesting thing <laughs> that's a bit of an interesting thing too that some places insist on bookings, some mm. don't so it was walk-ins which was fine but they were really really strict about you staying in your seat which would have been again not an issue but why have a dj playing if yeah. you don't want people to dance
2: <laughs> and they're playing that's what gets me like they were playing bangers playing um, music I like, you can talk over you have to stay in your seat.
0: I was that person that was like, look, I can't hear what you're saying. Should we ask the DJ <laughs> to turn it down?
1: Yeah, that, that is a problem. Because yeah, if you're all sitting in, across a table and you're trying to yeah. have a conversation. And my friends
0: and I like, wanted to have dinner and catch up and like, oh, it's nice to go out. Yeah. But between the DJ and the table of cougars misbehaving, it was just. <laughs> 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 There's probably people in uh, my age bracket. <laughs> yeah, but they just would not listen to the sit down. Oh no! And and know, what? So staff were coming over and policing. Security it. were like, like, fifty times, like, "Ma'am, you can't, you can't be standing up and dancing." <laughs> it's like Footloose. You can't dance.
1: <laughs> but why can't you stand up and dance if you've got the two square meter rule?
0: Because you can't. You have to be
2: seated. The rule is at all times for some reason. The government thought, rule is seated. Even if you're not, if you don't have a drink in your yeah, hand. yeah, you can't be in a licensed venue standing. Mm. Apparently, that's it's, not fun.
0: And some of the rules are just like, I guess, hard to interpret for the venues too. Yeah.
1: It is. Even for us. And that, I, I think even for the general public, that's why so many people, when rules started to relax, people said, oh, tomorrow everything must be so much better for you now. You can go back to doing events. I'm like, if you can't get on a dance floor, that's not fun.
2: I shook someone's and, hand yesterday and I didn't mean to. And you, you can't it have habit. pre-dinner drinks. Like you can't stand and have a champagne currently. You can't have canapes, can you? Can you? Mm, no, because you can't stand and eat. Okay,
1: so these are what you're listing are all the official rules. Yes. But have you been to an event? Because I went
2: to no. a networking event. I didn't even know that was happening again. Yeah. Oh. And was it secret? Oh, everyone was
1: hugging. <laughs> this everyone was standing having a drink. It's like a 1920 speakeasy. You're yeah. like
2: oh. having an event on secret. Underground. <laughs>
1: What's the knock knock?
2: But it's That's just human way.
1: nature. Everyone got there. So it was a seated lunch, but there were pre-dinner, uh, pre-lunch drinks, so everyone was in that cocktail yeah. Yeah. style. And and it's working,
0: so what, you can just sit down and do it. Speed yeah, everyone
1: style. was shaking hands. And I
0: think even if we
1: have those very stringent rules, it's human nature for us not to follow them. Like, we, It's
2: just really it hard to walk into a room and not – Touch and I nod. found it so hard, the handshaking rule. I didn't even realise how much I shake hands until you couldn't. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and
1: um, add alcohol. Yeah. And then all the rules are
2: out. Exactly. <laughs> and
0: then you sort of understand why the different governments around the world have gotten flack for being like too much of a police state. But sometimes you need a real strong rule because… Some people, you give them an inch, they
2: take a mile. Yeah, absolutely. And Australians for yeah. sure are in that category. Because yeah. as soon
0: the, as we could go to the shops quite easily and freely, everyone was in my personal space. <laughs> yeah,
1: And that's exactly what's happened in Melbourne. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Well, nobody's following the rules in Melbourne, but no one's following the rules anywhere. It's yeah. just that Melbourne happened to have some going well, around the community. community transmission, and yeah. Yeah, now it's, it's getting out. But I think we're all as naughty as each other. As soon yeah. as those gates are open, we're... We're out there on I was the desk. Shaking floor. hands, going to the shaking
2: grocery store. And happy days. We're back to 100, 300 if you've got people all spaced out. Mainly beauticians are open, thank God, because my eyebrows got out of control. Can we talk about right now. the issues we've yes. had? But on Friday, that's all out the window. Saturday. Yes, Friday. So Friday midnight. Twelve oh one. I'm chronological, guys, but yes. <laughs> I was like, what? No. As of Saturday, we're heading to phase four, thank God. So as of Saturday. Uh, event standing, you can now go to the pub and stand and have a drink. Which can you is dance? So exciting! Yes, I'm. Sh- I'm sure that includes dance floors now.
1: Yes, because nightclubs are opening. Oh yeah, finally!
2: It's pretty much no holds bars. No, I always say that wrong. No holds, holds barred. barred. Yeah. <laughs> Except uh, for what does, what does that even mean? Big venues now are still at just 50 okay. capacity. So no raves at but Optus. Thirty thousand people at Optus is a lot of people still. Yes, but what are they going to go see? Yeah, well, I think that's a, they're trying to really, really hard to get the AFL back here. Mm, if the AFL comes, that'll be awesome. Yep.
1: But other than the AFL, there ain't no bands no touring here no from one's international. Flying
0: anywhere. No,
2: there's no, however, no one's into the, the, state. the cricket tours were confirmed months ago, which I thought was really weird.
0: Why are you looking at me when you said cricket? I don't know. <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> I don't know, sport.
2: Okay, moving on then.
0: <laughs> but yes, because uh, aren't the hard borders part of the next phase?
2: Uh, no, yes, but they're no, being real really. shady about it. Oh, that's okay. two phases away. Yeah,
0: I, I skipped ahead because I was like, Ugh. "Yeah, <laughs> when can I go to America?" <laughs> was what I was trying to fast forward to.
2: Yeah, that was a big um co- <laughs> consequence for you.
0: Yes, I don't want to make it about me, but I can't go to America now. You I couldn't can go to a holiday. Oh yeah, So yeah. I feel you. Oh, I was supposed to be in France in April. I was meant to be in. America and Mexico in July. Oh,
2: Although, would I want to go to America now? Yeah, do you maybe think, no. Do you think the riots probably still would have happened regardless of COVID? I think so, there is a lot of
0: unrest there in general, so maybe best to s- save that for another year. Yeah, it's
2: true. Twenty
0: twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm oh i be, be like time. forty. No, thank you. Although, could what's I wrong with forty? I don't. I am a cool forty-year-old. I'll oh. be like I'll be one of those old forty-year-olds.
1: No, forty is fabulous. Look at me now. I can't wait till I turn. I am an old
0: thirty-three-year-old. <laughs> My barista asked me what my life, um, how did my life change during ice? I was like, it was exactly the same. I just wasn't going to the office.
2: Someone gave it a name. That's all. (laughs) 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 They just made
0: it publicly acceptable for everyone to be doing it.
1: (laughs) Crystal is not an atypical
0: events person. (laughs) Do you know what? I get that a lot and I take that as a compliment. Okay. Okay.
2: Maybe I shouldn't, but I do. (laughs) (laughs) So, Yeah. As of Saturday, all events are back except for large scale multi stage music festivals. So that's exciting for the industry. But the two point, one person
1: point, <laughs> two square <laughs> meter rule? Yeah. So the one person every two square meters still applies until phase five, which is July 18. And then we can get up in pretty each much space back to normal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, getting, this is where it's ambiguous, right? Because yeah. you should not be getting up in each other's spaces. Okay. <laughs> you should be still social distancing. That's what they're saying. In the saying. current phase coming in,
2: yeah. In phase four and five. Huh? Didn't you just say five, they're ditching the two square metre rule?
1: Yeah, but that, that But you still just, have to be one two square Two square metre rule is to map out if you've got yeah, a, enough a, a, space in yeah. your area. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Tam made all these hand gestures and I just filled them in for her.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's not actually how close you are to somebody else.
0: Well, yeah. also that's why Mel and I aren't in the office at the same time at the moment because our office is a funny s- shape, mm. so we can't do
2: the correct. It's amb- not a funny shape; it's a rectangle, but we're really crammed in there. Like it's Sardines. a skinny rec-, <laughs> rec. It's a
0: skinny rectangle. It's a skinny rectangle.
2: <laughs> so we're, we're we're on a rolling roster. So yeah. half of us in one week, half of us in another. Yeah, basically FIFO. Yeah, it's, it's interesting da-do. with offices da-do. as well because in our office we're back.
1: So, known associates at the moment looks like three days a week. So, we we come in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday so mm-hmm. that we can have a glorious four-day weekend, which we all prefer to be working full-time, of course. But, of course. Um, yeah. So, when the team came back in, we've got enough space in the office. Sadly, um, our intern was from Denmark. She had to return overseas. So, we've got enough space in the office to spread out. Do you think they'll do it? No. They're just sitting on top of each other like... I'm like, COVID? No, nah, they don't get it. They just want to be together, like two peas in a pod. There's two particular staff members. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's interesting to see that's in our office, which is, I, you know, admit is quite a relaxed office, but I've tried to impose those rules and they're not listening. But then look at your office and it's so strict. And we're
0: healthcare as well. I mean, so. it is strict. The rules are strict, but we're not. I was going to say, I've had some interesting generational observations with this whole COVID office in, office out thing. I've noticed that anyone kind of 45 and above is very pumped to be back in the office because there's a bit more, I guess, of a social aspect. Like if you live alone or it's just your partner and your dog, they get to see a few more people in the office. Whereas I was like, I'm cool. Yeah. By myself too. at home. <laughs> <laughs> I would video call Mel if we needed to talk through something. And it was it's great. It was adequate. Sometimes we video called and ate lunch together. And in like, silence. yeah, just, just looking like, at a background. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> I was like, I'll just leave you on because I have like a background noise.
2: Exactly, it's just like normal typing next to each other in the
0: office. Yeah. Uh, we are su- super social. Yeah, we need to Again, be back together. Not a standard events
1: person. Yeah, true. But yeah. we, I just miss the office cooler chat. So water Ugh. cooler, water water <laughs> the cooler <office> chat. Cooler. <laughs> the office cooler. And I'm like, are you saying your office is cooler than ours? <laughs> the air conditioning chat. No, that, you know, just that. Did you watch MasterChef last night? Small talk. Yeah. Yeah. I hate small talk. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do.
0: No, I hate repeated small talk. So you're on a small team. So like once you've ticked your boxes, you're cool. If you come back from holiday in a bigger office, you have to say the same
2: story. We've got 10 people and it's like, alternating days and everyone wants yeah. to know how your holiday was and you've said it six times already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Annoying. Send out a memo. My holiday was great. Thanks for asking.
1: <laughs> I guess we're such a creative office that there's multiple times during the day where we'll just turn around and go, hey, what do you think about this? And then it'll snowball into an hour long discussion. We have that issue too, actually. Yeah, but that's, that's what you miss from working remotely. You just mm-hmm. don't get it. You don't ring somebody to True. chew the fat. I mean, we did, but...
0: Because <laughs> there's some problems that are better solved with another brain. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but would you do that multiple times a day? That's
0: the... Absolutely not. Oh, we did. It actually forces me to solve it myself. That's true.
2: <laughs> Shall we chat about the highs and lows of working from home? Oh, yeah. What was your favourite part?
0: Um, my favourite part is I'm actually a lot more productive than I thought I would be working from home. I think it's because I live by myself, so there's no other distractions. There's no fun food in my house. So I'm not eating for eating's sake. Like I would be in the office with, where there's a chocolate bowl. Oh, my God. A chocolate bowl. <laughs> I said bowl. <laughs> <laughs> we know where your mind's at. I yep. know. Bowls. Um, what else is good about working from home? The internet's faster. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. That is totally. <laughs> definitely <laughs> a thing. <laughs>
0: the internet's faster.
2: I don't have to get out of your pyjamas. Yeah. You can wear your PJ bottoms or tracky pants all day long.
0: I also really like... Maybe this is lame, but I just like making a fresh lunch for myself every day. Yeah, mm. me too. Rob- Did you eat more or less? Less. Yeah, I ate less too. Because I, to I had to
2: cook each meal physically. Mm. I ate more, but that was just because I was working my way through the apocalypse pantry. Oh yes, the apocalypse <laughs> pantry. <laughs> we had about ten packs of Tim Tams. And you wanted the toilet paper? <laughs> no, I wasn't. They were just food. They're worried about food. Yeah, okay. of course. The Howie's always worried about food. <laughs> no, I was out of toilet paper. Krista had to lend me a roll.
0: You can keep it. You had a square to spare. <laughs> I did have a few squares to spare because my mum's a hoarder. Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I loved being at home. I loved being with my kids, actually, to a point. <laughs> to the point where I had to go and walk. <laughs> like,
0: I love you, bye.
1: Yeah, and I also loved not commuting. Yes, mm. that, that is. A
0: winner. It actually made me realise how much time I must spend driving because normally I would go to the gym, come home. I usually get home by about seven from the gym. And on a normal, Mel's eyebrows are like off the top of her head. That's when like, normal people wake up. Yeah, so I'm already home from the gym at seven. By the time I shower, get ready, have breakfast, I'm like probably 8.30 rushing out the door to get to work by nine. And I don't know, I don't always make it by nine. But now I'm like, get home at seven. Chill out. Chill out. You've got so much time to Vacuum kill. the house. That's my – because i got a Dyson as well. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Name dropping. Um your life is so exciting. It is. Look, I could do a whole podcast about what I did in ISO because it's the same as what I do every day.
1: Excellent. Yeah. I'll think about that. I don't ha- uh, I don't have any lows. <laughs> Crystal's ISO life.
2: <laughs> One of the lows where you got a kitten in ISO, she's so naughty and drove me up the wall. I with think it's the equivalent of but not quite as bad as having young kids at home. Like I'm actually ready to go back so they don't have to deal with No, I climbing, enjoyed everything. seeing like a random tail on the video calls. I'm like, <laughs> is that
0: your tail, Melissa? <laughs>
1: Oh, God. Yeah. So what do you guys think um,
2: events will look like in the future? I think and hope that they'll largely return to normal from Mm. this weekend onwards, really, but, you know, further down the line in July when the next phase comes in. Yeah. I mean, for the industries
1: to survive and and the travel industry as well, they've got to return to some sort of sense of normality. Yeah. But I think there'll be less events because a lot of people discovered – That they can do things online. They don't have to do everything in person.
0: I was going to say this kind of forced us to adapt in a way that we probably would have avoided for as long as we could because it's just we love doing events. We love putting them on. But we had to sort of move stuff to virtual format, Mm. look at different ways of just handing out awards that we'd normally hand out at like a corporate event. Mm. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that, that. Yeah, you would hope
1: that that goes back to normal because it just yeah. you just loses it's all not the, the heart. same.
0: Like imagine winning a really amazing
2: award and it's just you're in your own home alone. Yeah, A yeah. <laughs> happy dance by Thank myself. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But I think um, yeah, a lot of
1: companies that didn't ever think to do digital digital events then tried them out and found that they were very cost effective. Definitely, but you don't have to fly someone to the other side of the country to
2: still have The same impact, but it it does depend on the type of event, yeah. Because I think conferences and things that are for the increase of knowledge, I think they probably a lot of them might stay virtual, Mm. but apart from that, I I just don't think you can't do a networking event virtually. No,
1: No, you can't do large scale, um, exhibitions and and people are sick of Zoom, I think. Oh,
0: yeah. but yeah. That it went that went through a few highs and lows as well. Like everyone's like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. Changing the backgrounds. I'm like, I hate this. I can see up your nose.
1: <laughs> Did you see the Zoom call that went around on Facebook where the girl was Which going one? to the toilet? Oh, the, I've seen a few uni- horrific ones. Was it the uni student or something? Oh, it was a, a office and there was about, I'd say, nine people. And sh- one girl just starts getting up and she takes yeah. the computer to the
2: toilet. Oh, one of it our was- previous guests actually sent me one that's worse. Uh, it was a guy who thought he turned his camera off to have some alone time <laughs> Oh no! in front of the camera. And he was the meeting organiser. Therefore, no one could cancel or leave, like change the-, the meeting settings. And they're all yelling at him like, no, Josh, no, no, your camera's on. Oh, my God. And the, also, the girls are like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's going to do this. And there's a guy on the video trying to call him. <laughs> his oh, hands were busy. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: I know the video you're talking about, and I just don't understand of all the times that you feel like exactly. shaking hands with Maybe the, he was nervous. Shaking hands with
2: the general. That makes me realize I really do not understand men. Like, of all the opportunities and moments in your life, I'm very scared that my camera's on when it shouldn't be. But what? I'm never doing anything I mean, <laughs> that yes. is bad I mean, same, enough,
0: but also, like, just if I look really ugly or something. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Most girls, it's just oh, I don't have a face on or yeah. I haven't done my hair. Or my, chi- you'll be looking at my 35 chins. But it wouldn't be a complete disaster if my camera was on. Yeah, you'd Ways- just
0: be shocked a bit. There
2: are some shocking people. Out there. Yeah, people okay, are dirty dogs. Okay, we digress. Ways events <laughs>
1: may change post-COVID. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more – there already is a lot more hand sanitization. Oh, my mm. God, I know. It's so bad for your skin. Yeah. Do you think people
2: stop shaking hands? No, I shook someone's hand yesterday. Yep. And what
0: it's mean? also like – if their hand goes out, the reflex is to also meet that hand,
2: and it's still social convention. It'd be rude to not. I think. What feel. else can you do? Well, you can give them the elbow, but I agree, one hundred percent, it's not. I gonna, would
0: rather kiss them in the face <laughs> than elbow them. That's less awkward.
1: Look, and it might be the official line. I know there's an event that yeah. we're doing in August where it's they've got very strict guidelines, but. Policing them—that's not an event manager's job. Mm-mm. So, and certainly at funerals and weddings and mm-hmm. things like that, people are going to be hugging, and there's that's just human emotion, so we can't really police that. No, it's yeah, that's a whole other. There might be um, increased contactlessness. Is that the term? Like I'm going no for? cash, you mean, and stuff? Yeah, yeah, and there was a lot of touchscreens going on at conventions and things like that, so I think that might pull back a touch little screen's
0: bit. Touchscreens also quite gross. Yeah. yeah yeah it's true,
1: so we'll be thinking about that a little bit more um, and I think there also might be a bit more attrition through sickness, so I think people are gonna take a sniffle
0: much more seriously now, yeah, yes. that is true,
2: and people are gonna look like them like, Ugh, I sneeze in the shops and people, are people <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even a little sniffle, you get treated like a leper at the moment,
1: yeah, that's true, so I think yeah you probably we usually have. For free events, about 10% attrition. I think that will increase. Mm.
2: What about shared food? Our favourite topic.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, we've thought a lot about this in quite a large conference we've got coming up in August. And we thought maybe we could do individual boxes like we've got today by our event sponsor. Graze the roof. Thank you, Shirley. Yes. Um, so she's she does grazing boards and she's delivered us today little individual grazing which is lovely. With our name on them. They're so we don't so have to cute. shoot. Yeah, it is nice because you're not scrambling to get what you want. because <laughs> yeah. like all of us are like, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, with this conference that we've got going on, we're having this discussion now about do we do individual boxes? If we do individual boxes in hot food, how's that going to work? Is it going to be as good? Is it going to go soggy? Then we thought about Bay maries. But instead of, instead of self-service, people will be served mm-hmm. and they'll have – perspex. Like a sneeze um, guard? Yeah, That's exactly. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of discussion around it and people do I think organisations their risk management is through the roof and they want to put in protocols that are going to um, just ensure they had tick
0: boxes. We yeah. get our temperature
2: checked in the office yeah. as soon as we sign in. However, a lot of people have told me those guns aren't reliable. Anyway. Absolutely not, because so I'm always hot and it says I'm cold. So I think there's a real difference between being seen to be doing it, yes, and policing it. People's actual exactly policing it and making sure that it's an effective measure because we are so lucky here in WA that it didn't get too out of too bad. Hand. Yeah, touch wood that we don't see too much more of it, but. Yeah, I think there'll be a real push. You need to tick all the boxes. Yeah, there'll be yeah COVID checklists.
1: Yeah, definitely. So that risk management um,
2: aspect is going to go. Yeah, is going to increase. Big Particularly time. venues, I think, were hit very hard and will be under in a lot of pressure to step up the level of cleaning between events, mm-hmm. turning over days of like conferences between events of the same event. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because at the moment I didn't realize this. You can't use tablecloths. Really? I, I didn't at, know that. I was at the Whacker the other day and they were showing us a few of Why? the rooms. Because you can't wipe down a table that's got a tablecloth on it. Hmm. So right. they have to be able to wipe them down But you can easily. wash a tablecloth. But like during the event. Oh,
2: okay. You know, right. I didn't think of it either. I was like, huh. Yeah, there are a lot of things the venues are doing.
0: Yeah, so I think that's for across. them to try and mitigate that risk and tick yeah. that box. Yeah. But you've seen what trestle tables look like with the no tablecloth. Yeah,
1: Ooh. I wonder for large scale events if insurances are going to be a thing where you can actually be covered for a pandemic, because if that's not at the moment that kind of insurance, I'm pretty sure doesn't exist. You mean cancellation insurance, yeah. force majeure, isn't it?
0: And they don't do that.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Getting mm. insured for that just so that you can um, cover all the suppliers and all the people that lose tickets. and... I mean, it's a huge
2: cost. I Imagine
1: when Formula One was cancelled. It'll be Olympics. like the
2: floods in Queensland. Now housing insurance, a lot of them don't cover it because it is such a real possibility.
1: Yeah. So mm. it just seems that it would be one of those things that is not possible. Insurance
2: companies only like to cover things. They think the possibilities of having to pay it out are like 0.0001%. Yeah. And mm. now that we've had a pandemic, they're like, oh, it's gone up a bit. Yes. So I think it will definitely look different, but hopefully – we can get back to face-to-face and keep the heart of the event, like interacting with people face-to-face. I,
1: have I hope missed, so.
2: Despite what I say. Same, actually. I have missed it, but, you know, maybe… Get out. I have missed, like,
0: <laughs> f- well, for me, not the interaction as such, but, like, the organising of an actual physical event. Mm. That's just been missing for me because we've been doing a lot of, I guess, project-based work from home. Like, I guess, uh, what do you call it? Strategic kind of plans. And you
2: don't have the same cut-through, particularly… That is a good word that I've forgotten about. Thank you. Crystal and I work in the not-for-profit industry and it's very hard to generate the sort of emotion you need in an email to inspire a donation in a a digital form. We might use digital props at the event, i.e. a video or music, but it's all about that atmosphere in the room that makes people donate to a cause, really.
1: Yeah, 100%. That was one of the things that came up with um, when our business was – looking like on Monday it was going to operate and Friday closing, people said, why why don't you just pivot? Like this is the perfect opportunity for you to do virtual events. That's like Ross from Friends. Mm -hmm. I just went, um, we have zero experience in that. Yes, we could upskill in it, but that's not what we do. And it takes time to upskill. We can't just pivot. (laughs) True. I mean, we would have been two steps ahead of the people that we were selling the product to. And one, I didn't feel comfortable selling something that we weren't expert at. And two, it's not fun. Like, no. we don't do our jobs. Okay, money is um, part of our, remun- like part of, part of the package, but we do it because we love it. We do it because we like to see the smiles on people's faces. We love the energy. We love the stress and we love the creative process. And yeah, virtual events were just not, the not lighting me up. No, no. I know a few companies did pivot and I'd really take my hat off to them. I think, you know, it was probably a little
2: bit of a Band-Aid. Yeah. And you've got to do what you've got to do to survive. Mm. Yeah, that's right. You do. I think the conference world, I think PCOs, It's. I think it could potentially stay. Particularly for someone in WA, all the good conferences happen on the East Coast and Mm. we can't afford to really go to any of them because it's not just the cost of the $2,000 three-day conference. It's the travel, the flight. We lose a whole day going over because of the time difference, coming back. So it's really an entire week um, out of work for us as well. I think conferences, I would like to personally see the digital options stay because it makes it so much more accessible for people.
1: Yeah. I think there'll be a mixture. It's going to be a bit of a
0: hybrid. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. It's been such a... A pleasure to get back in the studio and talk to you guys. We'd, lo- we'd love to hear from you. Um, we're going to pop up a few questions on our Instagram story. And then is that what we're going to do? Yeah, and we might do a I post. don't know how to use Instagram, honestly.
1: We've <laughs> 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 <She's laughs> forgotten. We've forgotten. We'll, we'll pop up a, um, a post on our Instagram and then we would love to hear from our listeners uh, in the comment section just how you've gone through this period, the, the highs, the lows, the um, challenges that you've still got ahead because, you know, in Perth we're very lucky that we, we're – opening back up, but we're staying in our little border-closed border, border closed bubble. Um, but I know in the rest of Australia and indeed around the world, it's a different story wherever you are. So we'd love to hear just um, how you're going and,
0: and be able to band together a I little bit. I was just going to say, event industry, we need to band together.
1: Yeah, we do. We need to support each other. And I actually – I chatted to a lot of people in from other companies and it was good. You know, we could see them as competitors, but during that time that we all shut down, it was very – Warm and fuzzy and commiserating together, and it felt better that to know that we we're all in this. All in this together. Oh
2: well, yeah, I was going to say all in this shithole together. <laughs> <laughs> in the I trenches mean, together. The trenches. Yeah, it's an accurate reflection. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> How'd your shithole go?
2: Yeah. And also, your thoughts on how you think events might look different in the future as well,
0: mm.
2: or nifty ways to accommodate all those things we have to change. Basically,
0: we've been locked up for three months, so we want to hear from you anything and everything (laughs) tell us everything
1: (laughs) yeah entertain us all right awesome thanks guys thanks bye thanks for tuning in for your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation jump into our facebook group behind the clipboard podcast
2: and follow us on instagram at behind the clipboard podcast